In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Romans 9, verses 6 through 12, where I'll ask the question, how does God choose his people? Romans chapter 9, verses 6 through 12 says, But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. And not all are children of Abraham, because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year, I will return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's promise of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. One of the challenges that Paul discusses in the book of Romans is how do you reconcile the idea of the people of Israel oftentimes rejecting Christ? How do you deal with that fact when it's the Jews who have killed Christ? Does that mean that they are no longer part of the covenant? Does that mean that they are not the people of God, even though they are the physical descendants of Abraham? Well, it's while Paul is discussing this that he gives us a little bit of insight into how God chooses who his people are. With this in mind, here are three thoughts from Romans chapter 9, verses 6 through 12, answering the question, how does God choose his people? Thought number one, not by birth. God does not choose his people by birth. And this is hard for us to wrap our minds around because Throughout the Old Testament, isn't it the descendants of Abraham who are the recipients of the promise? Well, that's certainly true. But what Paul is talking about here specifically is who has God elected to be his people? Is it something that is done specifically by birth? And his answer is no. It is not by birth that God has chosen his people. And for many of us, that's a blessing because I myself don't have any lineage with Abraham but I still hope to be counted as the people of God. I still hope to be put into that number of God's covenant people. But because God has extended his covenant, not by birth, but by faith to all different types of people throughout the world, I still have that great hope. You see, Paul explains using the example of Ishmael that not everyone who is descended of Abraham is a recipient of the covenant promise. So we know that God does not choose his people specifically on the basis of birth. Thought number two, not by actions. Paul continues his discussion and even makes it clear using the example of Jacob and Esau that God makes his selection not based upon the actions of man because God chose Jacob over Esau before they were even born. Before they even had the opportunity to do that which is good or that which is evil, the Lord had already chosen Jacob. He had chosen the younger son. And oftentimes we don't realize this because we live in a culture that's very different from the ancient world, but choosing the younger son was profoundly significant. That just isn't something that happened. 
That isn't something that they did in this patriarchal world in which Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob lived. The fact that God chose Jacob over Esau before any good or evil was done by either of them explains to us that it's not by the actions of man that God has chosen his people. So we find out it's not by our birth and it's not by our actions. So then what is it? Thought number three, by his purpose. God chooses his people according to his purposes in the world. And this whole argument that Paul is laying out for us here in Romans is explaining this to us. It's explaining to us that we are chosen by God according to his purposes for creation. That it isn't based on whether or not we have the right lineage, and it isn't even based on whether or not we're doing the right things. But being chosen to be a part of the people of God is strictly a matter of the Lord working out his purposes in the world. And when we see that God is able to sovereignly choose his people based upon his own wisdom, based upon his own decree from eternity past, then we start to see just how much power, authority, and control that the Lord ultimately has. God chooses his people in accord with what he is accomplishing in the world and not on any other criteria. And this should give us at least a little bit of confidence, at least a little bit of joy, because we recognize that I don't have to meet some particular standard in order to be counted as the people of God. I don't have to have a particular lineage in order to be considered a part of the covenant people. But instead, it's simply upon God's own election, his own choosing, that we are brought within his kingdom. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Romans chapters 9 and 10. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.